To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. Housewives, so they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is sour. That ring on your finger? Some pygmy died digging that out of a hole for you to say I do and ruin some guys like yeah. Look at that dude. He's got a hernia shaped like a bag of pretzels that he just. You're going to Thailand? You're going to smash some dude? Going over there for guy time? But it's not with his buddies. What does it say on the bottle? Well, if it says that on the bottle, why did you put it on your head? All these actors did was shut their mouths because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood. Now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin f***ing D. Too much. That's who we're I sound like Bill Maher. Really, John? Really? We can't do this anymore, auntie. I'll see you at the bar mitzvah. It's almost like it never existed, but it f***ing did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Like. Simple. You click the like button. Subscribe. You click the subscribe button and the notification bell, depending upon how you're viewing this. Share. Hit the share button, whether through text message, through email, through your Facebook. And of course, donate. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. I'm going to switch things up this week. I want to talk about, like, I know there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. Right now, there's so much division and civil unrest and inflation. It's real. And all kinds of other stuff that... Are we really watching the skies except for every once in a while we get a news report about um, some meteor meteor that's going to pass really close by that maybe supposedly we saw like two days ago? It's like, oh my God, it's it's not hitting us. Relax. But yeah, we're we're not paying attention to the aliens. We really aren't. We talk about them a lot whether or not the government released information, whether or not the aliens killed Kennedy. But right now, with everything going on, now would be a perfect time. If I, strategically, was an alien, and I had an alien force, now would be a really good time to take us out. I'm just thinking, strategically, if it now, right now, with everything going on, nobody's really, nobody's really, supposedly, nobody's really in unison we're not talking to a lot of other countries. We're not getting along with like nephews and nephews and nieces and brothers and sisters. We're not really, you know, thinking along the same wavelength, the greater good overall. So I'm thinking like, hmm, if I was an alien, right now would be the perfect time to divide and conquer. Even though everything's already divided, well, now is the perfect time to conquer. Congratulations, you did most of the work for us. So if I was an alien, first of all, if I was an alien, 
hmm, let's think about this. Okay. So, why? first of all, why would you want to come here? What would make you think that this is even a good idea to come chill at this bar code called Planet Earth? What would make you want to come here? Are we really in the way? We're a tiny blue marble in a children's bedroom that's gotten lost under the heating duct. So we're so... We don't matter in any capacity. We don't matter in any way, shape, or form. At least, I don't think we do. However, we might be the gas station that is, like, got the sign next to it that says, next stop, 40 miles, and we've only got, like, 25 miles left in the tank. And it's like, you may want to stop by this planet and pick up some fuel and some resources on your way there. Grab a bag of Doritos while you're at it. So it's like, maybe we're worth, maybe we are worth something. At, at, if at the very least, if at the very least, we're nothing more than a gas station, we are valuable. If we are something more valuable than just a blue marble, maybe we're more of an atomic, uh, I don't know, power plant, or if we're, if our water is so amazing, if our resources are so amazing that they just got to take the whole thing. We, they just got to be taken right off the planetary shelf and put in somebody's handbag. Then, okay, well, if we've got valuable resources, whether it be fuel or food or something else that I can't think of, maybe we've got the magic, magic crystal at the center of our core that they've been looking for all their life. We, maybe we got the mother boxes or some shit. I don't know. But... If that's the case, they just can't come in here with a giant ass laser beam and just blow us up, right? They're gonna need a they're gonna need to come in here with a little bit of strategy and then just kicking down the door. They're gonna be like, okay, how do we disrupt all defenses and take what we need or take enough what we need without having to deal with any issues or any huge issues? Well, okay. Let's take a look at a map. Right now, there's about 19, over 19, closing in on 20,000 satellites orbiting our planet. And at many, many, many different ranges. So, there are a few. Let's see, let's zoom in here. Let's see, what does that say? Uh, let's first off type in, first of all, it says there's about 3,200 defunct or junk satellites that are just out there at an atmospheric area where... Apparently, they're not in the way. And then the next layer, you've got 1,400 commercial satellites. Now, that does not include Starlink. Starlink is, of course, if you don't know what Starlink is, Starlink is the suborbital orbiting, suborbiting star, uh, satellites created by Elon Musk's company. Um, not Tesla. Well, it's Starlink, basically. It's SpaceX and stuff like that. What they're doing is trying to get internet all over the world and the closer the satellite orbits to the planet the faster the download and upload speeds are and the faster the response time is so this is first of all this is great because it knocks out companies like comcast but two well obviously it just gives you more options so but in other case i don't want to go down the starlink path again it's another it's another thing so there's thousands of those satellites kicking around matter of fact if you go to the live world of satellites it's uh, in the sky.org. There is, you can just click on, there's an option down here at the bottom where, in, uh, where you're in live, it's a live map of satellite positions. This is in the sky.org. 
And if you click on all of them, you can look on the map and it'll show you so many of the satellites currently orbiting are Starlink. So many of them. Because it takes, basically they travel in packs. So if one goes down, another one can pick up the slack. So And there's more of them being launched every single month. So they're closer to the Earth's orbit. But, the, but, but besides those, you've got 3,200 junk satellites. You've got 1,400 commercial satellites. You've got, according to this information, there is a, which list is that? There's four over 400 government satellites. And then, of course, so on and so forth. But like in total, there's nine, over 19,000. So if I was to be an alien and I wanted to get to, without having a strong defense force coming up against me, how would I want to defeat us to get what they need, get what we need, and move and either take over the planet or deprive it of all its resources and move on? So, first thing we got to do is we got to basically bring the cities and the infrastructure to its knees, the power grid per se. Now we don't have a our power grid depending upon like for example Texas has its own power grid other sections have their own power grid you got if you if you wanted to take Texas out you got to knock out that power grid individually but I think what you want to do first if I was an alien and I wanted to discombobulate planet Earth well first of all you got to take out the junk satellites or you got to put them in such a chaos like for example if you take a junk satellite and you knock it out of its orbit and you send it hurtling towards Earth Chances are it's going to knock it. It's going to most likely hit other satellites. It could hit a commercial satellite. It could hit Starlink. It could hit a government satellite. That in itself, it could hit a GPS satellite. So when you do that, you're going to cause credit card. You're going to have card, uh, depending upon, you're going to have cable, information, fuel, credit cards. So whatever's not traveling by land, whatever's not allowing you to survey the ground, it can cause confusion on the ground very, very quickly. So what I would do is I would start by eradicating most of the satellites orbiting the planet. That's what I would do first, personally. So the junk satellites obviously are, that's they're floating bullets, essentially. So if you knock them into disarray, you're going to be able to take out all the commercial satellites, whatever that means. All the government satellites are doing all the surveillance, all the military work, all of the GPS tracking, all that stuff. The military satellites allowing you to guide missiles, to guide troops, to guide communications. You have to take those out first. What are you doing, buddy? Right here. Okay. So you've got to be able to do that first. That's number one. Take out all infrastructure that is orbiting the planet. So that's goal number one. By doing that, by doing that, you're going to kill a lot of businesses. You're going to kill a lot of the daily movement that is required for basically us to go about our daily lives. We'll know something's up the minute you start taking out our satellites. Okay. However, when it comes to civil, when it comes to civil and military defense, if you take out our satellites, a lot of our guided programs are shut down. So basically, the only way for us, and believe me, if you're an alien invading force and you're able to get here, then you're more than able to take out the vast majority of satellites that are orbiting the Earth. So all we'll have at this point is a view up. So let's say, for example, if you've got a, if you've got a satellite on one side of the planet, let's say you're on this side of the planet and you need to talk to somebody on the other side of the planet, you need something called line of sight. 
In order to do that, you need to be sitting on, you need to have a satellite that can see both sides of the Earth. So you can relay your phone call from, from that segment to the other segment. It's basically a V. So if, if uh, you're here and the person's over on this side, you just need that satellite you can see and that they can see, and it will basically take care of that problem. You take out those line of sight satellites, you can't communicate to that side of the world anymore. And that's going to cause major disruptions in, in defense and response times. You're not going to be able to coordinate with most of your, your aircraft. You're not going to be able to coordinate with most of your sea, your surface fleets. You're not going to be able to really coordinate with... Um, actually, the only way you're going to be able to coordinate is through radio, radio waves. The problem with that is the radio waves that are designed to go around the entire world, they're designed to only handle certain characters. Like for example, there, there are facilities that send codes to submarines to say, hey, here's your authorization code to launch this nuclear missile. But they, that's pretty much all they send. So basically they can just say if it send an oh shit, but that's basically from what I understand, can all the, that's all they can send. So they're not gonna be able to send enough data to really coordinate a global response. So if you take out all the satellites, that's all you've got is a, at the most, regional defense. And that's not going to be enough. So you have that. While this is going on and all the government satellites are down, all the commercial satellites are down, and all the combination of commercial and Starlink is down, or all you're going to have is space debris. So you have that. Credit cards are going to stop working. Coordination is going to stop working. Companies are going to come to a screeching halt because they're not getting information all over the world. So money in a sense, could come to a screeching halt. So let's say you've already knocked out the satellites. Well, the first thing that people are going to do is panic because they're going to see all this stuff going on. If you just see a bunch of satellites entering Earth's atmosphere, turning into giant fireballs before they disappear and burn up, people are going to start to panic. So they're going to start going places. In order to start doing that, they're going to cause looting. If they're going to try to buy gas, they can't because their credit card doesn't work. So if their credit card doesn't work, they can't go to the next de destination. It's just going to cause massive chaos. Now, once you have the chaos started, as an alien, we have an invading force. We need to take what's ours, of course, obviously. This is our marble. It's mine. You can't have it. Well, you can't have it anymore. Um, you're going to want to take out the cities. This, the Basically, the vast majority of the population is where you want to take out. They have air force bases. They have uh, most of the infrastructure there. They have a lot of the information that's there as well. The only thing you need to worry about at this point is nuclear weapons. Okay. Nuclear weapons are going to be an issue because they can launch them straight out into space and they can detonate them. The question is, are you going to be able to stop them or are they going to be able to be coordinated to go out into space and cause disruption? Because they go out there, they detonate. You're going to see it coming. You're going to see that damage. You're going to see, it's like, for example, it's, these things are designed to take out cities. So if they're anywhere near your spaceship, you're in deep shit. The question is, can you stop that? That's the thing. That's the only thing I would be concerned about. They're going to have to get through all the space debris. They're going to have to get through all the poor communications of what's going on. You have to, in order to launch a nuclear missile into space, you have to have authorization from the president who is, I think, probably asleep right now. Um, he doesn't know where he is. And had the authorization of 
when to launch it and where to launch it. And that's the thing. So what information, if you take out our satellites, is it going to cause what type of disruption? Now, let's actually, let's look that up. Because we've already taken out the satellites. They know we're here. We've already caused cities. Cities are on high alert. There's chaos all over the place. Credit cards are not working. Um, people are looting. People are going out of control. The government has already coordinated as much as it could over ground cabling and two-way radio communication and whatever infrastructure is left at this point to tell the populace what's going on. Who knows? So let's see. What, let's look up... Um, What's needed to launch a nuclear missile? What's needed to launch, excuse me, to launch a nuclear missile? Now, you obviously need authorization codes and you need two keys. So let's see, how to launch a nuclear weapon. Protocol for a US nuclear strike. All right, let's see if we can get to the bottom of this because this is gonna be the one thing that's gonna cause problems for the aliens. Uh, let's see. During the Cold War, imagine, let's say, reform the U.S. long, long overdue layering of safeguards. Okay, so this is not a thing. Let's do how to launch a nuclear weapon. Okay. Let's take. Let's open up this one, and let's open up this one. For those of you who are just listening instead of watching, I'll try to give you a more, as much detail as I can. Okay. And obviously, I do not convey nor condone the launching of nuclear weapons. Let's kind of get that disclaimer out of the way. I'm not talking about if I was to blow up the world or attack the United States. This is how to do it. I'm merely just looking at this from an alien's perspective. Is if I wanted to, your resources, how would I get them most efficiently? Okay. So, according to this, uh, according to Outrider.org, only the president can order the launch of nuclear weapons. The president is not required to consult with anyone. And if the president orders a launch, no one has the authority to, to rescind the order. The, quote, the president has the sole authority to launch nuclear weapons. We hear this a lot, but what exactly does it mean? Okay, consider this scenario. The, nuclear US, the U.S. Nuclear Command and the control system detects incoming Russian missiles, or let's just say aliens, whatever that means. Key officials from the department have approximately one minute to brief the president. After that, the president has about seven minutes to confer with his advisors, deciding if the U.S. will retaliate, and which prepackaged response options will, will, will retaliate with. That's it. So seven minutes. That's all you got. Seven minutes is if, it's if it's worth it to start a war. Oh, look, it's Donnie. So if he decides to retaliate, the, they inform the National Military Command Center at the Pentagon which prepackaged nuclear response to execute. Only the president can give this order. All right. So number one, if the president knows, he gives the order. Number one, can the president get that communication over to the nuclear submarines, which he can, via the uh, facilities that we have in uh, the U.S., in Puerto Rico, in Australia? We can get radio waves over there. That's one thing we can do without satellites, supposedly. So once we get the authorizations, the authentications out there, we can launch missiles. That's issue one. Now, as far as the ground facilities, they're probably hardwired in as well. Same thing. And they carry much larger missiles. For example, the 400 underground Minutemen, Minutemen intercontinental ballistic missiles, which means if they're intercontinent, intercontinental, they can go anywhere. Anywhere. They go up into space, and then they come back down. But in this case, they're just going into space. 
So they would be launched up just after five minutes after receiving the launch order. Um, the system in the, the U.S. has in place is called launch on warning, which consists of early attack detection and expedient decision making by the president and then quick launch nuclear weapons by the commanders of the U.S. nuclear arsenal. The system was deliberately designed this way and is designed. It pressures the president into authorizing an retaliatory, retaliatory attack. Launch on warning prevailed as a dominant strategy during the Cold War when the likelihood of nuclear war was much higher than it is today. Hmm. Okay. So let's see here. Um, this mostly talks about the scenario and mostly talks about how quickly, so if the Pentagon, the Pentagon's going to know what's going on. So the Pentagon's going to know exactly once they start uh, attacking Earth's, uh, Earth's satellites, the Pentagon is going to be the one of the first places to know what's taking place and where it's coming from. So that is our one thing. They're going to be able to scramble jets. They're going to be able to scramble, scramble defense forces. And they're going to be able to talk to, for the most part, the vast majority of the U.S. military. Now, as far as the rest of them, it's going to be it's going to be a hodgepodge. We'll have radio communications, but we won't have satellite communications. So we're not going to exactly know where everything is at, at a moment's notice. The entire GPS system is going to be completely down. Phone lines could be down. So that infrastructure needs to be cut. How are we going to how are we going to resolve that? Phone systems are down. That's going to hurt the U.S. military. That's going to hurt the world's military. So that is one thing that we're going to have to consider. Now, okay. here that is, that is a huge problem. So let's just say in 10 minutes, they've already, stocking, they've, already started, they've already taken out the vast majority of all our satellites. Okay. So within 10 minutes, we could have missiles in the air heading towards the aliens. This is bad news for aliens. And these missiles, these are intercontinental ballistic missiles. These are the largest uh, ICBMs that the U.S. military has. They're designed to take out cities. Um, as far as the... Let's see. So we've already taken out all these satellites. All these satellites here, the government satellites, the commercial satellites, they've hit them out. They've knocked them out with their own nuclear weapons, with their own whatever gamma ray weapons or whatever the aliens have. Doesn't matter. I'm assuming it's not a Death Star that's just going to blow up Earth core. They're coming here for something. They're coming here to either claim or take resources. So they have to get us out of the way. Okay. So this issue is no longer... This is no longer an issue. This is something... because. As far as a, as far as the aliens concerned, as far as as far as the space attacking force is concerned, that's nothing more than floating tin. That means nothing to them. There's no armor on it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be an issue. It's basically just debris. It's basically just burger wrappers floating around in space at this point. There's just a shit ton of them. So it's gonna cause debris, which floating at thousands of miles per hour can cause a problem. Maybe not for the aliens though. So, let's continue on. We got rid of the satellites. We've got missiles launching in the air. Already. Within 10 minutes. What do you do? Well, let's continue on with the thought process. If fired from land, there are 50 missiles controlled by 5 launch crews in 5 different locations. Or in, in different locations. Each crew votes for, launching the, for launch by turning their keys at the same time. There are 5 different keys, but only need 2 to turn on the launch missiles. The missiles could be ready to launch just minutes after the president's order. Once the missiles are launched, there's no turning back. Once the president gives the order, 
the the only people in the way of deciding that are the two people with the keys. And generally, they are they train for this. They're constantly doing ballistic missile drills that allow them to. We're going to do this, this, and this. And once they get those codes, and those codes are authentic are are authenticated, those missiles are in the air. There's not going to be any. Hey, let's think about this. No, it's happening. Those uh, satellites are gone. The aliens destroyed them. The Pentagon sees this. The Pentagon tells the president. The president is going to know about this. And believe me, it's going to be through two-way communication. It's going to be through telephone, through hardline phone, whatever. The president, uh, your prime minister, your uh, dictator, your leader, your god is going to know about this within 10 minutes. Or excuse me, they're going to know about this within five minutes. They're gonna, the president's going to make a decision within that time period, and these missiles are going to be up in the air from everywhere in the world within a matter of minutes. What the fuck do you do at that point as an alien invading force to stop hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of missiles coming from submarines, from underground bases, from aircraft carriers, from battle cruisers? How do you stop at that point? Now, at this point, I don't believe... Do we have... Okay. Let's see. Satellites. Satellites with... Do we have any satellites? How do I spell satellites? Satellites with nuclear missiles. Do we have any satellites with nuclear missiles? China, let's see. China satellite launch sparks fear of potential space. Blah, blah, blah. Are there satellites that can... All right. There we go. This is from Cora. Are there satellites that can fire nuclear missiles down to Earth? Now, obviously, if they can fire missiles down to Earth, they could probably turn them around and fire them into space. Um, the answer from avid student of military techs, there aren't, but there can be. Launching satellites isn't something that a single organization can do without problems. Instead, this is something that only space and nuclear-capable nations can do. And so far, there have only been 16 nations that have launched successfully a vehicle into space and four countries that can launch a human into space. Okay, fine. Nah, no, they're banned by a treaty. So basically, there is no ion cannons, and there are no, according to what we know, there are no ion cannons, and there are no nuclear projectiles uh, floating in, er, in the atmosphere that we can turn around and just send them uh, on their way towards an invading alien force. So as far as I can tell, there it doesn't exist and it's not legal. What is legal? Who knows? Ask James O'Keefe. Um, so there's missiles, there's missiles launching in the air. They have a pre-coordinated destination. The question is, can those be modified? I'm sure it can be. They are they are they aimed at somebody already and they can't go anywhere else. That's the that's the kicker. Maybe they can. I'm assuming that they can change the coordinates of where this missile is going to go within a moment's notice. So let's just say, okay, they know the aliens are coming. Aim at them and shoot. All right. So you've got uh, you've got B1 bombers heading up into a B1. You know, was it Northrop? No, it's another company. Um. They go up. They launch their missiles. The aircraft carriers launch their missiles. The 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 inter the ICBM locations in the United States launch their missiles. Russia launches their missiles. Britain launches their missiles. Uh, Japan, China launch their missiles into space. So you've got thousands of missiles going up into space right now. 
What do you do as an alien invading force? All right, so let's see if there's another way we can get past this. Because if you're an alien invading force and you see a bunch of nuclear missiles coming at you, um, I think you're in a shitload of trouble. So let's see here. Um, how to... Um, can we launch... Can we launch... I, I mean, I want to explore this together. Can we launch nuclear missiles at alien spaceships? Let's see. Uh, aliens can trigger World War III after taking control of nuclear... Okay, so that's... Did nuclear... Advanced nuclear USC2. UFOs cripple 10 nuclear missiles at another top secret facility. That's great. Mm-hmm. Secret nuclear missile bases targeted by UFOs. Aliens prevented war on Earth. Ooh, okay, so we have to look into that. So, I would think at this point, if you were aliens and you have nuclear missiles coming at you, um... I think it's pretty. I would say, unless they have force fields or something like that, I would consume. I would consider it to be game over, because you wouldn't have a couple hundred. You have a. You'd have thousands launching from all different areas, and basically, what is the response time? Actually, let me open up a new tab and see uh, how long. So obviously, if it can reach its target in uh earth it should be the same situation where how far can it get into space because there's no gravity so that missile could just keep burning until it hits its target now they can start shooting at nuclear missiles and trying to break them apart while they're in while they're uh, coming out of earth's atmosphere but you're only going to have the question is how are they going to break apart how are they going to detonate how big are they going to detonate it's toss-up. You better have a pretty big fucking fleet if you're going to take out thousands and thousands and thousands of nuclear missiles. Uh, how quickly can an ICBM reach its target? I used to know this answer, but... Uh, okay. See the sun. All right. There we go. This is perfect. Quora.com again. An ICBM in ballistic flight constantly changes speed and altitude, so it's incorrect to think of a steady speed or altitude. A two- or three-stage booster burns for a few minutes and accelerates beyond accelerates the payload to a velocity of six to seven kilometers a second. Once the payload escapes Earth's velocity, they travel in a normal projectile motion, parabola, for about 20 minutes, reaching a maximum height of about 1,000 kilometers. From this, from that height, the warhead makes a re-entry into the atmosphere. The terminal velocity of a re-entry vehicle, uh, the ICBM, depends on atmospheric an angle, blah, 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 blah. Air resistance slows down the speed of the warhead to 6 kilometers per second. This depends on the warhead size and weight because the weight of slowing air resistance increases the warhead size, and blah, 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 whatever. Okay. So, the Federation of American Scientists state that the LGM 30-Minute Man 3 has a speed of 15,000 miles per hour. So, oh, 30 Minute Man 2. So, let's see here. Didn't really give me a an actual time. So, let's actually go backwards and see if we can get a better answer. Is it correct? Let's just do space.com or st uh, Stack Exchange here. Imagine, uh, let's see. How long does it take to reach target? I've read numbers about 30 minutes or even 15 minutes. Okay. For the last part of your question, large parts of Russia is in Europe, blah, 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 so 15 minutes. So we can hit Moscow within 15 to 20 minutes. 
Uh, imagine ICBM flight regimen just to figure out where he headed. That is five to ten minutes. Just slot. Okay. So let's say at the maximum, we blow up your satellites. Ten minutes later, thousands of nuclear missiles. Let's say hundreds of nuclear missiles are heading towards you. Within twenty minutes, thousands of nuclear missiles. So let's just say ten within thirty minutes, we have. Thousands of nuclear missiles heading towards the space aliens. Okay. So, within one hour, they're detonating. Within one hour, all these nuclear missiles, in the vast majority, are detonating. And now, are they destroying? It really does depend. That's an interesting... Um, what is that thing? Whatever. Intel Core Media PC. I don't even know what the kind of fucking processor that is. Um, so within 30 minutes to an hour, we're detonating nuclear missiles in space. Now, what does that mean in terms of the fallout from it? I have no idea. I could tell you this. The cleanup afterwards is going to be a disaster. So I would say as far as defeating the aliens, it depends. If you play a game like EVE Online... A game like EVE Online, basically, the fleets that you're going against are massive. So it's just a question of, are we able, are they able to survive a response like that? If they are, then the jig is up, because our communications are going to be compromised. The entire uh, Western civilization is already in the process of collapsing. People are either hunkered down or panicking or looting or all of the above and or. So there's that to take into account. Now... What else could they do? Because they're obviously smart. They obviously have planned an attack. They want our resources. Are they able to infiltrate our satellites and use it against us? That's another thing. There was a UFO. This is from strange, uh, strangesounds.org. Let's click on this one. How can they compromise? Alien mystery UFOs crippled 10 of my nuclear missiles at another top secret U.S. airbase, claims ex-NASA moon landing engineer. Okay. So let's just look at this. A former nuclear missile base boss who later developed backpacks for NASA Apollo astronauts has claimed that a UFO crippled 10 of his nukes in their silos. Retired Air Force Base Captain David Schindel yesterday alleged the bizarre incident unfolded in 1966. Now, I know 1966 is a long time ago, but let's just look into the incident to see if UFOs, when they're attacking us, can infiltrate our defense grid and stop us from even, from even launching these missiles, or at least preventing the vast majority of them. So, uh, while he was a missile crew, launch crew member, commander at the Minnow Air Force Base in North Dakota. North Dakota is basically a giant missile plate. The former serviceman was never ordered to breathe a word of what he saw, da -da -da, along with former evidence about aliens allegedly tampered with weapon systems during tests at nuclear bases and even disassembled, disabling doomsday missiles. What did he say? Here was his testimony. I was involved in a UFO incident at the time where a flying object tampered with and took down a total of 10 nuclear-tipped ICBM missiles by rendering them unlaunchable. Arriving above the uh, underground missile control room, he was taken at the site manager to a ground-based security center to tell him and other security guards witnessed a flying saucer hovering outside the window. Okay. Okay, they became visible to security guards, objects to be 80 to 100 feet wide. Short period of time before the object took flight and disappeared within a second. They all confirmed, blah, da, 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 da. All right. All the missiles indicated 
guidance and control system malfunction. Never seen a situation like this. He claims all 10 of his ICBMs became inoperable. All right, so the test is once they would have to, in order to, that's the biggest problem here. You'd have to disable our defense grid. Now, the first thing you can do is take out our GPSs. But once you start disabling our satellites, once you start disabling our satellites, then we're going to know something's up and we're going to start launching within minutes. So what you'd have to do is you'd have to do a preemptive disabling of the vast majority of our, of our missile sites. So the question is, is can they? And according to some of these articles, they can. So if you go back here and look at some of them, um, UFO activated new... So they can activate the missiles according to some of these articles, and then they can deactivate. Took control nuclear weapons. Da, 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 da. Okay. So they would either use them against us or disable them. So they'd have to send down a force to disable the vast majority of our ICBMs. That's option. That's issue one. That's cha That's challenge number one. Send down a preemptive force to disable the majority of our weapons, minimizing the amount of damage that is being put out into space. So that's what that's that's issue number one. Obviously, if this is true, let's just say, for example, this is true, and that they are able to disable our nuclear weapons. That's the first thing they would have to do. Because if they just come here and they start taking out our satellites, we're going to know something's up and we're going to launch. When I mean we, I mean the, the entire world. There's going to be a lot of confusion. There's going to be a couple missiles that go awry and maybe land in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have no clue. It's just one of those things. It's a nuclear war against something that's in outer space. And there's going to be some mishaps. And we're going to have to learn to pick up the pieces afterwards. There's going to be a lot of shattered glass for sure. But at, the, at, at this time, it's our blue marble versus an invading force from outside our atmosphere. It's basically however big their fleet is versus thousands of thermonuclear missiles going into space. So the question is, can they stop them while they're, in, while they're coming out of the atmosphere? Can they prevent them from being launched in the first place? That is number... That Let's just say that... All these missiles get out of the way, get out of their out of their bays, and they're out into space. I would think that we would be in, I, we would be able to deter the first wave of aliens coming into the uh, coming towards us. So let's just say we win that battle per se. The initial, you know, first punch is thrown, and they take out our satellites, and we blow up their first ships. Okay, great, kudos. Now what? We just blew our load. Now we're in deep shit. So, you got the secondary forces coming in. What would you want to do now? Well, the second grid, the first grid was uh, absorbed most of the blows by the nuclear missiles. Okay. Because when you blow up one missile, chances are you're going to hurt other missiles as well, and that's it. Okay, so all the missiles are blown up. You lost a bunch in the first wave. Now, here comes the infantry. All right. The satellites are down. They're gone. The missiles are gone. We've depleted all that. We're now on the highest alert. We're, 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 co we're communicating by ground communications and two-way radio communications only. And maybe email and text message. Maybe. Everything's scattered. Everybody's on high alert. 
everybody's looking at the sky right now, wondering what's going on. So here comes the next wave. What are they going to do? Well, we still have power. So they're going to have to take out our grids. And that can cause, that is the major issue. Since we've depleted all of our nuclear missiles, and we can only coordinate our airplanes in certain areas, depending upon the regional coordination, because if our GPSs are down, how the fuck are we going to be able to communicate? Well, I'm sure the I'm sure the, some of these countries have plans. So how are we going to do that? So we have planes roaming around on the earth. We're going to have tanks. We're going to have uh, infantry and defense forces roaming around doing whatever they can. You'll have civilians coordinating, doing whatever they can. You'll have the nuclear missile air silos depleted. So what do we do now? Okay, we're we're coordinating with other governments at this time via hard line or via email or via whatever on the hard phones, on the red phone, saying, okay, that wasn't you, that, was, that wasn't us, it was them. All right, keep your guns pointed at the sky. Now we got to take out the power grid. How do we do that? Well, if we're aliens, we got to figure out which power grids are easy to isolate off. Number one, the cities. The cities have to go first. So we have to start, as aliens, going towards major cities in the, in the world. So if we go to, let's just go to the map. Actually, where is, go to Google Maps and see if we can fucking, Maps got Google. Okay. All right. That's where I am. Come on. Come on. Let's zoom out. Let's see. So we're going to have to take out major areas. So we'll have to take out separate power grids where a lot of shit's going like California's power grid, Texas's power grid, Brazil's power grid. Russia's power grid, Europe's power grid, Australia's power grid, Japan's power grid, um, and all these other countries. Africa's, I mean, I don't know what their power grid looks like. The Middle East's power grid. So we'll have, they'll have to coordinate ways to either launch their weapons. Let's just say they got something similar to nuclear weapons. They would obviously be able to launch them, for sure, because most of our, our defense grid is basically down. So, unless other countries have something like the Iron Dome, like Israel has, which I don't think is ever going to be able to stop a nuclear weapon. I don't, I don't believe they, that would have a prayer against a nuclear weapon. So, we would, they would start launching their weapons against us, taking out separate power grids and taking out major U.S. cities, major worldwide cities. They'd take out Paris. They'd take out Berlin. They'd take out Moscow. They'd take out the Pentagon easily. So, they'd have to do that. Once they take out the major power grids and the major installations, which they would know because they've obviously been here before, supposedly, um, it'd make it much easier for them to start getting closer to us because they've already depleted most of uh, our initial load, per se. So that's that. Now what do they do? Once they've taken out the power grid, there's no power. We're running on battery backup and generators only. So now they're going to be able to just come in with gridlock and just nuke all of these cities out. And if they can survive that area, they can send in the infantry. Or they've taken out the large sections of the world of where the most of the population is. Now, can they land there and absorb all that radiation? Probably not. Now, if it is, obviously, if they nuked us, they can't go there. But if they just, like, Independence Day us and just hit us with a giant flame laser, then... 
they can land there afterwards. They can land their ship and then they can move their move their infantry in. The question is, once they do that, how many forces do they have? How many forces do they have to be able to do such a thing? Close that out. Once they do that, they're going to be able to engage us in the air. Well, first, they'll have to engage us in the air. That's problem number one. So they'll have to do that. They'll have to do that. So they've already taken out our satellites. They've taken out our our our, our U.S. power. Taken out our, our worldwide power grid, and they've taken out most of our major cities. Okay. Well, what's what's basically left? The countryside, civil militia, and the and the actual military itself, and our air forces, and whatever sea forces that we have left, engaging whatever we see per se getting information from regional command posts so they're going to come down and they're going to engage us in the air and they're going to engage us in the sea they won't engage us on land for i don't think they would engage us on land first i think they'd go for the sea and whatever is in the air at that time and i think depending upon how many this would be the kicker this is the deciding factor of if aliens can actually beat us is if they can actually fight us um, in the air and in the sea. That depends on how big they are of a fleet, how big their 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 army is, their military is, their air force is. Are they able to deploy something like that? Did they come with it? You have to understand, it's like, if you were an invading space force, per se, and you wanted to take us out, how much would you come with? How big would your fleet be? And what are you actually bringing with you? Are you bringing the kitchen kitchen sink? Did you stumble upon us out of nowhere? Have you been reconning us for over the last 100 years? Or, you know, what, how much do you have? If you, if you came with like a sparse force, you're going to have, a, I would think you would have a hell of a time against the world's air force, against the world's Navy. And I think you'd think you'd have to rethink things or you'd have to pick us apart from space. But I think for the most part, we would have a formidable chance. But if it's anything like EVE Online, I think you're screwed. But they want to come here. They want our resources. They want our land. They want our stuff. So they're going to have to face off on us, face off with us, and take us out. Take out any resistance. So they'll have to start with taking us out, out of, uh, taking out all worldwide air forces. Once they're able to do that, I think in closing, they would have absolutely no problems taking out the rest of our infrastructure because we'd have no nukes. We'd have no air force and our, and our sea forces, you know, our battle cruisers, our aircraft carriers would be sitting ducks. They'd have less communications. They'd be floating cities that could easily get uh, attacked by outer, by whatever is coming into the, our atmosphere. I think we'd be screwed. I think we'd be, I think we'd be screwed. Now, do I think we should have some type of, like, international defense uh, when it comes to outer space? Yeah, I would, I would think so. I would, I would think so. But the problem is, is we are so goddamn divided right now that, like I said in the very beginning of this episode, that now would be the perfect time to take us out because are people really talking? Not really. And they'd be talking even less once the satellites are down. So... I think if I was an alien, right now would be the perfect time to take us out. Now you start, like I said, in, in closing, I would start with the GPS. I would start with all satellites and any communication, any military defense, any satellite, anything that's floating with a, with a fucking light on it, take it out. 
That's number one. Number two, figure out a way to disable the missiles before they land or be able to absorb the initial attack of nuclear missiles when they are launched. Once you do that and we're completely depleted, um, our, a lot of our communications will be down. You'll be able to take out the power grids. Once you take out the power grids and most of the U.S. cities, then you are able to start taking out what's left flying around the world. And then once you take out most of the air forces and most of the sea forces, then you're able to start moving in your uh, your actual foot soldiers and then being able to take what resources you think belong to you. So if you need water, well, if you need water, there that's easy. You don't even need to hit the ground. Just go to the oceans. Just go to the oceans, take what you need, fill up your gas tanks and move on. If you're looking for something else, if you're looking for gold, if you're looking for silver, if you're looking for cryptocurrency, whatever it is, then you're going to have to go to land to get it. That's where you're going to run into after the nuclear missiles, uh, with the exception of the nuclear weapons and the, the and maybe the ones that we haven't spent, that's where you're going to run into most of your resistance, I think, is on the ground. However, that would be easily taken care of once you take care of the sea forces, you take care of most of the planes. Then you'll be able to go ahead and just wipe out the rest of us and take what you want. Um, so you'll have your... You'll have your reserves out in space. You'll have no satellites floating around. It'll just be you guys, you guys communicating with with line of sight around around the globe. There'll be no other. There'll be nobody else to um, resist against you. There won't be enough uh, hum, of humanity left at that point to resist. So I would think that if aliens wanted to fight us now, I think they'd win easily. As long as they are able to absorb the initial nuclear retaliation, which would happen within the first 10 minutes and would be at max, would be at peak at around 30 minutes to an hour. So that would be your window. Now, if you were able to absorb that initial attack, that initial counter, that our initial response from us, then I think you would have a really easy time taking us out. So. This was just a, a thought of mine of, of what would happen, uh, an actual visualization of if you were able to get through all this this information, this grid of information, all these satellites and, and, and information systems flowing back and forth, whether it just be Starlink, which is, you know, helping out, helping kids play Fortnite in rural counties, or if it's the U.S. military relaying uh, massive amounts of data or GPS. You take that out, you're going to cause massive amounts of panic. Now, if you lose this battle, the initial ICBM uh, nuclear battle, well, I hope you brought back up. Now, let's just say we won. Let's just say we defeated the alien forces, yay. Well, we still have massive looting. Our credit card systems are fucked. Our grid is fucked. Our economy's fucked. Um, it's going to take us decades. Decades. To, to fix this infrastructure. Decades. You have, you're talking about 20,000 satellites. 20,000 satellites. Several thousand nuclear weapons. Where's that money going to go? Where's that budget going to come from? How are we going to be able to fix this? Who claims victory? You know, that's the one thing I'm concerned about is what if we were able to defeat them on the initial volley because we're not going to be able to defeat the aliens after the initial volley we don't have a chance so if we beat them on the initial volley 
we're going to have so much crap to clean up. So much crap. But then again, I don't think I'm an alien, so I'm not sure quite how this is going to go down. But if I was an alien and I wanted to take out the planet, I would send everything. I wouldn't toy with us. If you're just coming here for a pit stop and you're just looking to pick up water, that's different though. If you're an alien, if you're an alien force and all you want from us is water, well, there's plenty of it. Go get it. But the thing is, is how much water do you want? If you're going to take half of our half of our oceans, then it's going to be a problem. You're going to be depleting us of, of massive wildlife. We're going to see you coming. So we're going to freak out. So that's the thing. If you just want our water, it'll be much easier for you. But we're going to see you coming. We're going to freak out about it. And we're going to toss shit at you. But quite frankly, like I said before, we're just a little blue marble in some child's bedroom that's been lodged under the heating ducts. So, I don't know. I just figured I'd go on a rant about what would happen about if the aliens decide to attack us and it would be have a chance in hell. We'd have a chance in hell, but it'd be a snowball that would be melting pretty damn fast. That's for damn sure. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening, watching, and subscribing. Uh, just sometimes I don't want to go by the articles that are going. There's so much bullshit out there as far as articles. I'll be going. I'll probably go back to that uh, next week, uh, reading up on some late on the latest and greatest articles from my assistant producer. But it led me to all the chaos I'm getting and all the information I'm trying to receive. It's like now would be a perfect time to just fucking go get that sippy sip on uh, from the third rock from the sun, and uh, you know, get my drink on with the Atlantic Ocean. I don't think after the initial volley of nuclear weapons that we'd have a prayer against an alien invasion. Because I don't think we'd be able to... I don't think we'd be able to fathom, even at 7 billion people on this planet, I don't think we'd be able to fathom the size of an invading force coming up from outside our solar system. I don't think we would understand the amount that would be coming our way. It would be an apocalyptic moment for sure. Um... You can subscribe to this podcast uh, on audio format, uh, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can like, subscribe, share, and uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. Just look up uh, Positive Sarcasm, and you should be able to find me. Look for the Spiral Black Hole logo. Um, questions, concerns, comments, you can email me through my website, positivesarcasm.com. Click on the contact section. There's also affiliate links there. I'll be adding more shortly for the Weeble app, the Cash app, the Acorns app, the Gemini app, and, of course, the Coinbase app. I should be, I should be adding those soon. And then, of course, liking and subscribing, just look me up on... Uh, if you want to email, of course, directly, just go to positivesarcasm at outlook.com and just put in the subject podcast or subject posing music, subject movie reviews, or subject music reactions... Whatever it is, um, I look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, um, this has been a weird and fun path uh, down Alien Way, and uh, we'll see what we get up to as far as trouble next week. Recorded here from the Sandbox, this has been a positive sarcasm presentation. Hey, Fred, shut the fuck up. Come on, Freddy D. I'ma make an announcement. This cracker ain't slouching. Got the flow, keep the big boys bouncing.
Metal from the trash, hell yeah! Everybody needs some hardcore fucked up, bang your head shit, so turn it up. 